got to do it himself. Thomas, shake, crossover, step back. And DeBrosa, young, safe, and Washington wins it. Taking nobody home, picked off by Miller, goes ahead, lanes on the other wing. He finds oh! Welcome back for this week's exciting On the Line, a college basketball podcast episode. I'm joined by always by Ben, my co-host, and we have eight games to break down in the Sweet 16. Um, you know, we're really in the thick of, of March Madness here. This is this is it. This is big time. We got the Sweet 16, eight great games. I mean, uh, eight very unique games as well. Um, we'll, we'll get into all of that. We'll discuss some bets for each game as well as maybe something to watch for on a draft perspective or just a matchup perspective. Then at the end, we'll kind of discuss the bracket at a whole. Um, who do we see winning it all? Who do we see making it to the final four? And what are some best bets on the future market that you can still get? All of that and more next on the line. Ben, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? I can't complain because I think tomorrow Coach K's career is going to end and I'm going to be finally done with Coach K as Texas Tech drums him in San Francisco, California. I agree. Um, But let's let's get into it, man. Uh, First game, we got Arkansas against Gonzaga in San Francisco. We're in the Chase Center, Um, the house Steph Curry built and you know, for lack of better terms, kind of gentrified, if we're being honest. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Warriors' ascension had a little bit to do with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Gonzaga, I'm really surprised by the line. Uh, Gonzaga's minus nine and a half, and I think what I'm more surprised by is on Ken Palm's prediction, he's got Gonzaga 82-72, which would imply, you know, take Gonzaga on on the points. My initial thought on this game, Ben, is... This is way too many points for a team like Arkansas that has the athleticism to match it with Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy on the inside. And they they have the three-point shooting to kind of keep them in the game. That's too many points. And saying that, it almost makes me want to just take Gonzaga because this is kind of a, uh, to quote the late great Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. Yeah, um, I feel like it might be a trap as well. I could see, I could see Jalen Williams not being enough to stop Chet and Drew Timmy. I think Arkansas's guards match up very well. 
I just think Arsenal has to get JD JD Note going to hang in this game. And the problem is he has not been going in the first two games at all. Not even close. They've really had to rely on their defense. And I think Gonzaga's offense is good enough to, you know, overcome an elite defense and still get to that 70, 75 point mark or whatever it is. So uh, I feel like it's kind of a trap too. I feel like they're begging you to take Arkansas. Yeah, maybe, maybe what I'm going to do in this game is take one and a half, two units, put it on Gonzaga spread, but then wager some money on Arkansas money line and, and see if I can see if I can just predict game script there, because I, I don't know why this line's so high. This, this, this is, this is scary territory. We have an over under of 154 and a half, which is very Seems high. Very high. Seems very I feel high like they're well. begging you to take the under in Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. This is a scary game. Vegas knows something that I don't, which happens a lot. Vegas always knows something I don't. But everything I've watched all year long and really what I saw last week with Gonzaga against Memphis would lead me to take Arkansas and then nine and a half. I really think um, a lot to do with this number and this spread is kind of this the Arkansas-Baylor game last year and them thinking it's kind of going to play out similarly against a more talented team with a muscle men's group kind of having most of the same players, if we're being honest, most of the same contributors. And so that game was an 81-72 to 72 win for Baylor, and I think that has a lot to do with these numbers, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and I think I think that is a good assessment. Um, that's that's probably where they're thinking. Um, for me, what I would say the number has more to do with would be JD Note's inability to shoot the three ball, and maybe that has some to do with the fact that he's playing in different arenas. That could be part of it. It could also have something to do with the ball, which has been the talk of the tournament is the ball and how bouncy and how the rim sounds weird when it hits and how it's hard to dribble. Maybe it could be that, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to land with Gonzaga if I'm going to make a bet because this line makes no sense to me. I would live Gonzaga. Well, I think that Timmy and Holmgren get going over, over Jalen Williams and Umata and whoever else they might put down there. Um, I actually thought Memphis had better inside defense than Arkansas probably does and Gonzaga was just able to rack up the fouls on them eventually and so I, I would actually like Gonzaga as well I think they're begging you to take the opposite and so I would like Gonzaga I think there'll be a little too much offense I would love like to see an Arkansas's offense really get going against two weaker teams in the first two rounds that just did not occur at all have you looked at the public betting at all for this game I have not all right. Well, I might I might have to look it up and, and see and see where the public money is because this this nine and a half is is very weird. That's all that's all I'm gonna say about it. Um but let's let's go to the next game. Um we're I don't I don't want to talk about this game anymore. It scares me. Um I want to go to a game where I feel like I have a little bit more of an edge on and a little bit more of an idea of what's gonna happen, and that's Michigan against Villanova. This feels like a classic Sweet 16 Elite 8 matchup. Um, the only difference is that these teams are a lot different than they have been in the past. You know, um, at times this year, 
you and I both said that Michigan probably shouldn't even have been in the tournament, and here they are in the Sweet 16. They had the whole Jawan Howard incident. Um, you know, I don't – it is what it is. I don't really care. Um, and then they have the whole Jawan Howard hugging Kennedy Chandler to death, which, okay. Um, and then Nova throughout the year, you and I, we were not really high on this Villanova team. Um, they're just – and I think maybe part of that has to do with the aesthetic of them. To me, Villanova teams in the past kind of just move the ball around and shoot a bunch of threes and they look really cool. This Villanova team is really heavily reliant on the guard play, which I don't mind. I, I don't mind Connor Gillespie at all. He's been pretty solid this tournament. Um, and then obviously, you know, New Orleans native and St. Augustine alumni, Caleb Daniels at six, four, kind of a do it all guard. But what's your, what's your edge on this? We have Nova minus five and the over under is one thirty five. Um, I just also would like to mention with Villanova, their free throw percentage as a team right now sits at 82.3%. And if they did not play another game, that would go down as the highest free throw percentage as a team in college basketball history. So, uh, I think that has a lot to do with their success as well. They do all the fundamentals correctly, which always seems to happen with Jay Wright coach basketball teams. But, you know, their one weakness is they don't have a huge big man on the inside. And, man, if there's someone who's going to expose that, it's going to be Hunter Dickinson, I feel like. Um, I actually like Michigan to win this game. I, I think they're playing extremely good basketball on both sides of the floor. I think they have some taller guards and taller wings that can create problems for Villanova's guards and you know Michigan's been shooting the ball pretty well and as long as Dickinson can keep doing the things he's been doing I think he can take advantage of Dixon down low for Villanova who's a smaller big he's probably like six nine and you know Dickinson's about seven foot I, I think he takes advantage of that as long as he makes smart passes out of those and Michigan makes shots I like them to win this game yeah the value is definitely on Michigan at with, with the money line and you know I'd, I'd say it's it's there with the points as well um i've seen on bavada and fanduel it hovering around like plus 180 185 for the money line on michigan I, I i think that's i think that's worth a unit bet on it um i'd i'd probably take michigan in the points and i'd sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well same any any thoughts on the over under 135 no that number scares uh, me either way yeah, i agree <laughs> the over unders come uh march madness so i feel like are a little bit more accurate than this they're all over this uh, they're all over this totals. yeah yeah they 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 feast in the totals well on to the creme de la creme the granddaddy of them all uh we have coach k number two underdogs one point underdogs this week against texas tech the red raiders mm-hmm. Um, the Red Raiders, that first game, they got all their three-point shooting, all the all the makes out of their system. Uh, the next game, I like to think they got all their misses out of the system, and now we're going to get a well-balanced game. What say you? Uh, first of all, when you start off with this line, you know, Duke's been the higher-ranked team all year. Duke probably has more just talent on their team, I would say, but I think Vegas knows that Texas Tech is the better basketball team. They could have put this line at a pick them, I think, pretty easily. And I think they would have gotten action on both sides. But I think they purposely put this line at Texas Tech minus one to try to draw in the Duke betters. 
enough and to protect them with the Texas Tech betters. I think they realize Texas Tech's a better basketball team, and I think it's something we've thought all year. It doesn't really matter that none of these guys are going to be NBA stars. Duke may have three or four of them who are going to be NBA, solid NBA players or NBA superstars. We can talk about Benchero and maybe Griffin and some of those guys, but Texas Tech just plays better as a team for me. I think their offensive rebounding is a key in this game. Um, I think Kevin O'Banner is a really important piece to this game. I want to say he's uh, he has like 14 offensive rebounds between the first two games, which is kind of absurd. Um, I didn't like the way Duke let Michigan State score so many points in that last game. Michigan State's not a good offensive team. They should not be nearing 80 scoring on your team. Uh, I think you're right. I think Texas Tech get they get all the misses out of the way, hopefully, and I think they shoot you know normal what they shoot in this game, and I think their defense just does enough. I'm taking Texas Tech. I'd probably take the under as well. Yeah, the over under one thirty seven right at one thirty seven. I would I'd also look at that. Um, I, I'm going to take Texas Tech on the money line as well. I just. I don't know. I, I think I think Texas Tech matches up really well with the Duke team in terms of their defense. I don't I don't know how anyone can dribble on that Texas Tech defense or really do anything. Um, I get PTSD from playing AAU basketball, watching Texas Tech play. So I I love the Red Raiders, and I just want to cheer for the Red Raiders. I will say, yeah, I like your point of the matchup well defensively because the thing that Duke takes advantage of, especially with Benchero and Griffin, is they're kind of, you know, these taller forwards who can still score off the bounce, score off the pull-up. But Texas Tech has so many guys that are just like that defensively-wise, that are lanky, that are long, but move well with their feet and stay in front of the guy. And I think that's really what's going to be the difference Um I think the big man play and the rebounding is probably going to decide this one. Um, I like Texas Tech. I like the toughness they showed in the last game. They couldn't make a, they couldn't buy a shot. Somehow figured it out. Got two steals and a block to to end that Notre Dame game. And I think uh, they'll play a lot better offensively. Agreed. Well, on to the next game, Arizona, who brought us one of the best games in the tournament against TCU. Now they're one and a half point favorites against this Houston Cougars team that is just very similar to, to Texas Tech. They're dogs. They are they are some dogs. They will get after you. They will defend you 94 feet, get in your face. They're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, which we saw Arizona struggle with last week and last game against Texas Christian University. I... I can't keep picking against them. I didn't pick against them last week, and I learned my lesson from last tournament. I'm I'm taking the Cougars again. I'm riding the Kelvin Sampson wave. Uh, I ate my medicine last tournament. Um, he, I doubted him. Uh, he's a he's a fantastic coach, and Houston defends better than really any team in the country. Um, so, give me give me the Cougars on the money line, and give me the Cougars at minus. At, at plus one and a half as well. Uh, I try to get it up to plus two. Um, but yeah, I, I take Cougars on the money line and you might as well take them on a spread too. Yeah, I think a lot that has to do with this game is the progression of Kirk Kreese's health during this week. I don't like the idea of him still on that bum ankle going against this Houston perimeter defense. So I, 
you know, these four days in between these games, how much did an ankle heal? Because he obviously was not 100% in that uh, TCU game. He was healthy enough to play, but he was he was not um, healthy enough to play his best game. I thought he, he didn't shoot the ball well. He didn't look comfortable on the jump shot. He handled the ball pretty well, but he's got to make shots to really uh, open up this Houston defense. And I think if he can make some shots that they will have success with their uh, big men running to the rim and kind of stuff like that. But uh, so. I I think he's going to get at least 10% better during the week, 15% better. His ankle is going to progress. I just think this Arizona team, when they play at their best, I just truly believe they're, they're the best basketball team in the country. I think they have it at every single level. Ben Matherin is one of the best players in the country. And I just think that Houston is just not going to score enough points to stay in the game. Um, Arizona is also an excellent defensive team. They're not going to let all those hustle plays go that they that Houston got against Illinois. They're not going to win all the hustle plays. They're not going to win all those offensive rebounds and stuff. Arizona cracks down on that. They they work just as hard, I think, as any team in the country. And so if if Crease is healthy, I like Arizona. You know, if he comes out and he looks like he did last game, I think it's going to be really tough for them. Uh, you know, they got Dale and Terry. Maybe they give him a lot more minutes in this game. And they kind of go three guard look like the way they closed against TCU, which I liked a lot. Um, yeah, I just think it rests a lot on Kirk Crease's ankle right now. Yeah, counterpoint. I agree with you that they do they do crack down on second chance points, wells, and and the loose balls, but they didn't really do that last game, like at all. No, they did not. So, and and now you're playing a better team than TCU at at all that, and and you know a better team at mucking up. I will say Houston doesn't have a Mike Miles to blow by your guards and go to the rim, though. That's fair. No, that's definitely fair. I, I don't think they have anyone that can that can score quite like Mike Miles. Um, so, so from that standpoint, yeah, maybe maybe the scoring power of Arizona is going to be a little bit too much for them. I don't know. I still like the Cougars. They've they've I, been very I've seen impressive. Them do it, and and they just they have a never say die attitude. Let's move to Friday, and uh, let's move to everyone's favorite team in the country right now, the St. Peter's Peacocks from Jersey, uh, led by Shaheen Holloway and Doug Edert against Purdue. Maybe their toughest matchup yet, uh, just in terms of pure size, trying to stop Zach Eady and Trayvon Williams on the inside is going to be a mother. 12 and a half is the spread, and the over-under is sitting at 135 right now. I'm not sure how you bet on this game with any confidence at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, we, I, I don't have anything for we, you. We've so never seen a 15 seed get past this point. We've also never seen a 15 seed, I think, as diverse as St. Peter's on both sides of the ball that can kind of get it done different ways. So it's just really fascinating. I do think St. Peter's is better than some of these 15 seeds in the past, and specifically on their defense, they can win games and dogfights like they did last game. But, man they just don't have anyone who can match up with Zach Eater or Trevion Williams on the inside. It's, it's going to be tough, man. I think Purdue is going to have to miss a lot of shots for St. Peter's to stay in this game. Okay. Quick, quick question. Um, what was more impressive Florida Gulf coast beating Georgetown led by out border and then beating a San Diego state team before getting to the sweet 16. And then they lost to Florida 
And then Oral Roberts, Ohio State, led by E.J. Liddell. And I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Oh, God, who was the other one that they had last year, the NBA player? Um, I can't think of it. Oh, uh, shoot. It's not Dwayne. It is Dwayne Washington. Yeah, Dwayne Washington. Dwayne Washington. Um, yeah, when they had E.J. Liddell and Dwayne Washington. Or is it – and then they beat Florida to, to go to the Sweet 16 before eventually losing to – who did they lose to? Let's see. Was it Purdue? No, it wasn't Purdue. No, um, they lost to Arkansas. That's right. They they lost by two to Arkansas. So they were they were really in that game against Arkansas. Or is it this St. Peter's run where they? I think it's the St. Peter's run. I think I agree. This Kentucky team was a really. I thought they were going to be a special team in this tournament. I they had a perfect blend of experience and youth and uh, elite coach. And I mean, everyone thought they were a contender. I'm not sure if everyone thought that Ohio state team was a contender or that Georgetown team was really contender. Like this Kentucky team, they were favored to win the region as the two seed. And then Murray state was a 30 and two basketball team. I mean, with experience, experienced players that have played in the tournament. I, I and then this, the way St. Peter's got done in each game was the most impressive to me. I think this is a better run. Yeah. I, I would agree with that, especially like, the way both teams are built and constructed, you know, like the, the other teams that the, the teams that Oral Roberts and FGCU beat, they weren't really constructed to just play bully ball. And both the teams that they played Kentucky with Schwebway and just their, their constant guard penetration, as well as KJ Williams and Murray state with their guards, you know, Tevin Brown, Trey Hannibal, um justice hill like like they're able to get downhill and really pressure a team that's you know considered lower talent wise and and a lower school in in their conference um but i agree with you it it is st peter's to me and i'm not touching this game if you're gonna touch it just take st peter's on the money line just just pull for st peter's on the money line and just let it ride with with like a 0.25 unit a half unit um yeah and uh, if you if you want to do that, Caesar Sportsbook is uh, boosting the money line for St. Peter's. If, if you're into that, I think they boosted it from plus seven fifty to plus a thousand, I believe. But uh, I would not bet on this game in any form or fashion. It's just impossible to predict how St. Peter's is going to come out and play after this week of celebration. Basically, I mean, everyone's lauded how how good they are and all that. I just it's hard to see past how they they get around Edie and Trevion Williams down low. And then I really think it's going to take one of Purdue's worst shooting efforts in all season to really hang in there. And and, and no disrespect to like Ty Ty Washington. Actually, no disrespect to Ty Ty Washington and, and, and Xavier Willer um, because they, they just didn't come to play. But no disrespect to Tevin Brown and Justice Hill and Trey Hannibal, but Seen Jay Nivey. <laughs> yeah, St. Peter's has not seen Jay Nivey. And you know, I'm not the like I'm I'm a Jay Nivey fan. I don't some of the some of the Jaden Ivey propaganda out there is a little too much for my taste, but he's um he's an NBA athlete for sure. And I don't think they've seen that at the point guard position quite yet. And then also when you factor in the shooter of Sasha Stefanovic that Purdue has, it's Oof. just Oof. I just think it's gonna be too much. So yeah, I, I think we're thinking we, along the same uh, lines. When when we uh, do draft tape, can we just skip 
all the you know the Chet Holmgrims of the world and just get down to Stefan Stefanovic first and foremost because he is going to make some team look very smart in the second round. I think so as well. Well, moving on to Providence, Kansas. Um, Providence, a team that's been disrespected all year by me at times, uh, by I, you at times. Everyone in the national media pretty much. Literally everyone who has a voice and, and a phone to tweet things will tweet about Providence. However, Vegas kind of respecting them. Maybe not. Uh, we have- I don't think so. I think I think if they were disrespecting him, this this line would mirror the the Gonzaga line. Um, we have Kansas favored by seven and a half, over under of one forty one and a half. Initial thoughts in this game. I like Providence plus the points. Is my initial thoughts. I think this is too high. I thought it should have been three and a half, four and a half. I don't know what more Providence has to prove that they're a good basketball team. I, I'm not sure what they have to do. Their two tournament games, I thought they were very impressive. Mm-hmm. I thought they shot the ball pretty well. They've handled the ball pretty well. They played really good defense. Kansas almost lost to Creighton. I mean, people don't talk about it. People a Creighton team without their there. two without their two best players and with basically no inside presence. All right, and. Well. Well, in terms of a center, in terms of a true center, they didn't have a true center on the floor. And I've not been impressed by the way Kansas have played, to be honest. Um, I've been more impressed by Providence. I think it'll be a very close game. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Providence wins, but I'll take Providence plus the points. I have no thoughts on this over and under at all. Yeah, I'm not touching the over under. And and to be honest with you, I'm not even going to touch the, the, the spread on this game. I don't I don't have a pick for this game. I just I I just want to watch this game, um, and I also want to give a shout out to Arthur Colomo, who who definitely played himself into some draft position last week against Kansas. So that's that's what I have to say about this game. Uh, I'm going to be pulling for Providence, that's for sure. Me too. On to the blue blood matchup of the tournament. I mean, talk about two blue bloods. They get more blue blood than this. North Carolina against UCLA now. Just, just close your eyes or just put, put your hand over the screen and cover the 4-8, and, and, and we're, we're sold. Um, I will say the records look very good, um, and the committee definitely underseated them both. Uh, so North Carolina coming in at 26-9, UCLA coming at 27-7. and Initial thoughts is that UCLA's experience is probably going to be too much for the Tar Heels, and I also think that UCLA can kind of score – with North Carolina, whereas Marquette definitely couldn't. And I don't like as good as Baylor is, I don't like the way North Carolina was hit, and I don't really think Baylor could score off them. And and they really didn't until they started playing uh the press and just press them at the gym. Uh, I really like the way North Carolina's been playing basketball. Um I think Brady Manick proposes some problems for this UCLA defense. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're going to put Haquez or Juzang on him. I think either one presents problems. I think Manic's a little too quick for Haquez off the bounce if he has to. And I think Juzang's not tall enough, Brady, you just shoot over him. Brady Manic's been unbelievable in, in the Lord. first two games. Uh, just miss. absolutely unconscious. I like how Love and R.J. Davis both kind of had their game the first two games. 
man, it's hard to go against North Carolina right now. I'll take them plus the points. I'll take them to win the game. And it's hard not to like this over the way they've been shooting the ball. I agree with you. I think UCLA keeps up offensively. And I think this goes way over probably. By, by the way, uh, we didn't even say what the over-under was or the spread. Uh, that, that's that's on me. The over-under is at 141, and the spread's at UCLA minus two and a half. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from a side. I, I do think UCLA is gonna win it, but I'm gonna stay away from a side, and I'm I'm gonna back the over with you as well. I I, I just want to cheer for points in this game. I want I want to cheer for shot making points. Yeah, I, this is gonna be a really fun basketball game, in my opinion. Well, to a game that it's probably not going to be as fun. Um, If you have kids under the age of 18, you shouldn't let them watch this game. Like, seriously, you should not let them watch this game. This game's going to be gross. It's going to be nasty. One of these teams is going to be in the Elite Eight. And that is Iowa State against Miami. Um, If Tyrese Hunter decides that he's no longer a 22% three-point shooter, maybe Iowa State wins this game. I don't know what that's about. Care to comment? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty unreal. I think LSU probably would have won the game if he shot 22% from three, but easily. This game, I I just have no clue how these teams are going to come out and play again. Uh, I know the style they're going to play, but I don't know how well they're going to shoot the basketball. Miami was so rampant defensively on the perimeter in that Auburn game. I just don't think Iowa State moves at the pace to allow that to happen, to allow them to turn the ball over that much and allow Miami to run. I think Iowa State probably dictates the pace of this game because Miami will be okay with slowing down. I like this game to go way under. I'm, I'm not sure why it's even in the 130s when Iowa State's involved. Um, I have no clue on this side. Two and a half is, is not enough points for either team, I don't, I don't think. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. I'll take Miami just because I trust their uh, their guard shot making, and I like the way their big man played in the last game, and he can stretch it out a little bit on uh, Iowa State. I'll take Miami to win the game. I like this game to go way under. I think it should easily be in the 120s. Yeah, the, the big guy, Sam, Sam Wattenberg, has definitely been um... – a, a, a nice welcomed addition to this Miami team. You, you mentioned him just on the dirty work he was doing last game. Only had seven points and five rebounds, but he's able to stretch it out to the three-point line, and, and that's something that's definitely been missing for Miami is is having a big that can do that. And I I, I agree. I, I, Miami's probably going to win this game. Their their guards are going to be able to get to the rim. I do like Brockington to, to seize control a little bit, but – he's going to start missing and another guy who's going to start missing and he already has is Tyrese Hunter. Um, he can't, he can't shoot like that ever again in his life. Oh, also back to under. I agree. Yeah. Back to under. Well, that concludes this sweet 16 preview, but let's discuss some of the futures and really just where we see teams heading after this weekend. Who do we like in the final four? Who am I going to be watching come, come, come the final four? Well, Casey, who do you think you will be watching? What are the four teams you think that are going to make it to New Orleans after this weekend? Man, it's it, it's tough to it's tough to watch Gonzaga and say they're going to make it to the Final Four, honestly, because that that performance was not 
but like it, it wasn't a fluke that those were real problems that they had and those were real problems that Memphis exposed on the interior and just some of the some of the lack of defense honestly also Georgia State kind of did some stuff which it took well, them what 32 33 minutes to put away Georgia State yeah yeah it took them took them more than 75% of the game to put away Georgia State with that being said I hope I see Texas Tech, but something tells me that I'm going to be seeing Coach K, and I'm also going to be seeing Purdue and Jaden Ivey. Then on the other side of the bracket, I'll probably be seeing Kansas, and I'm going to throw in Houston. I do think some of these Arizona problems are real, and they're just going to have a game where they can't shoot themselves and, and press themselves out of, out of a situation. So I like, I like Houston to squeak out of it. Um, I think UNC is kind of a team two on fire right now to be stopped. I like UNC to go to the final four. Wow. The way Brady Manick and RJ Davis and Caleb Love have been shooting the basketball and then the inside presence that Baycott um, presents, I I just like them. I like them in this matchup against uh, UCLA, and I think I like them in a matchup against Purdue. I think Purdue will try to run with them. Do you and, know what? Do you know what UNC is to make the final four right now? No. Plus three seventy. Yeah, I like that. Um, I just That's think both these teams, I will try to run with them. And I think that UNC will just outlast them offensively. They're just shooting the ball so well right now. Purdue is has shown this season that they are not the best defensive team by any means. And they've shown a lot on the perimeter that they're not great defensively. Uh, Jaden Ivey and Stefanovic have really lost guys on the perimeter at times this year. You're not going to be able to do that against this North Carolina team. I think North Carolina rolls in New Orleans. I still believe in Arizona. I just... It, it's hard to it's hard for me to think that crease is not going to be more healthy for this game and if he's shooting the ball well it really opens up the whole floor to open up Matherin to shoot and drive I think Coloco handles the inside I uh, like Arizona to get to the final four I'm gonna go with Providence Casey uh, I'm gonna go with Providence I'm just gonna do it I don't think the matchup is bad at all against Kansas I really don't the problems with Providence's team, I don't think Kansas exposes that well. I think you know it'd be Providence is right now to make the final four. Low is all get out because Plus no, one, no one likes them. No one likes them. Everyone thinks they're lucky. And then the other matchups, Iowa State, Miami, I think whoever wins this Providence Kansas game is going to beat that, beat that matchup. I, I'll take Providence. I think it's really going to be a coin flip. And then. I'm gonna take Texas Tech. I, I just think in Man, a vacuum. So, so you just took you just took Texas Tech, yeah. which is plus four hundred. Yeah. You took Providence, which is plus six fifty. Yeah. Then you took North Carolina, which is plus three seventy. That's like Arizona. And then you took Arizona. So I just Arizona think in a vacuum plus one fifty. That's not that's not even terrible of value. I kind of still like that. I just think in a vacuum, on average, on an average night for Texas Tech, Duke, and Gonzaga, I'd like Texas Tech. On the on the average, and I think they will be able to battle with Gonzaga's bigs. I think that they're going to d up Duke. 
and I like Texas Tech to get there. I saw Texas Tech, Providence, North Carolina, and Arizona. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, I will say Arkansas to me has got the best value, though, plus 1,000 to make the Final Four. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility that they beat two more teams. Yeah, if I was, like, I was saying I like Texas Tech, I like Texas Tech's matchup against Gonzaga better than I do against Arkansas. I agree. Arkansas would slow it down with Texas Tech, and it would really to defend them. They'd be able to defend them. They'd be able to rebound. I would. It would just come down to who made more shots. I would take the under whatever the runner is. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I'd be more scared of Arkansas if I was Texas Tech. I'd welcome the challenge of Gonzaga because I can get a little loose with the ball sometimes. They have really young guards, which I don't think a lot of people have talked about this year. Outside of Nephard, kind of all their guards and wings are are younger guys. And, uh, yeah. All right. Before we go, I did want to ask you, which prospect are you most excited to watch this weekend against the league competition? Um, it's hard not to say Ben Matherin against this Houston defense, um, especially off the way he played last game. He played a great game, didn't shoot the ball well. I think he's going to have to shoot the ball better to, to, um, to thrive in this game. But, yeah, I'll go with Ben Mathering against this elite Houston perimeter defense. I'm going to say – I'm going to say Chet um, just because I'm a Chet believer. I am. I don't think the kid's too skinny. I think he'll be able to pack on some pounds. Believe it or not, if your whole entire uh, job is to gain weight and gain muscle – you can do it too. I, I believe you. He's going to have a million dollar facilities behind him. That being said, the matchup against Jalen Williams is very intriguing. And I think that's going to be a really good early test to see where, where is he going to be at right now? And like, and like, where is he at like today against someone like Jalen Williams? Who's, who's just a little, he's very crafty on the offensive end, but I'm, I'm more talking about on defense and like, this just he's a smart defender. Him. Yeah, he's uh, he, um, he's not charges. the biggest. He's not the quickest, but he's yeah. really smart. So I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see to see how Chet goes against him if he goes against him, and if they just let Timmy, you know, try to take that matchup. Should be fun. Up, uh, I, I think Thursdays is the better night. I'm intrigued by all four of these games. I agree with you. Thursdays Thursdays a, a very strong night. No no disrespect to any of the teams that play. Um, Friday. Uh, obviously, we have three double-digit seeds Friday, so that, I mean that that kind of does add to it. But I'm I'm just as excited to see St. Peter's as any team. It's just these games on Thursday are are a gauntlet. They're excellent. I don't know why they I don't know why they didn't flip them flip days, but whatever. Well, they just happen to all be like, you know, the two sets of two here happen to all be in the same region, which. I know, but they should just rig it. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, You're right. I, I get it, but come on. We can't make that call. So a- anything else before we go? No, that's it. Uh, very excited for this weekend of basketball. I, I know everyone focuses on the first weekend. The second weekend's also excellent. The fact you get eight games in two nights where all these teams have a chance to win a national championship is pretty Including St. Peter's. Including Iowa State and Miami. All right, let's not get carried away. <laughs> All right, appreciate you as always, folks. Uh, like, subscribe. We're out. We're at on the line NCA 
otlsports.net. We're going to have some blogs coming out. Uh, we're actually going to be ranking the best 15 seeds of all time. That was a little sneak peek earlier when we were talking about that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of exciting content coming. I'm going to be at the Final Four. Ben's, Ben's working on some stuff from his weekend. A lot of exciting things coming up. So, like, subscribe, share. See ya.